When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is good, everyone? Welcome to KGW's 3-on-3 Blazers. My name is Orlando Sanchez, Jared Cowley on my right, Nate Hansen on my left, the one and only Max Barr on the ones and twos. It is 2020, baby, and we are back. We made it. Look at us. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a longer hiatus than we expected. Uh, some things happened in between. You were down in Pasadena for a little bit doing some non-Blazers-related things, which is probably better than doing Blazers-related <laughs> things. And uh, but we're all fine. Jared called. So this happened last week also. <laughs> so the Blazers played the Knicks on New Year's Day, which was a Wednesday. I'm glad you're bringing this yeah. up right out of the gate. <laughs> they, they and obviously we all know what happened. They lost to the miserable Knicks by like 20, 25. And Jared on the second day of the year on Thursday, the day after calls out sick. There is, there is no way that's a coincidence. There has to be some correlation there. I promise there isn't I. I honestly didn't even watch that game because I was sick, <laughs> and I went to bed early that night. So I, I, I think I know that's a that's a fun conspiracy theory. But I think your subconscious knew it might have been. Yeah, I think your subconscious was like, I I can't recover at all today. Something <laughs> bad happened last night. There's no coming back from that. And uh, but all's good now, right? I mean, Melo hit the game winner. All is good now, right? That's the only game I remember. Yeah, right. Uh, no recency bias. <laughs> Max, how's 2020 treating you, man? Uh, it's going well. It's great to be here. It's great to be back talking Blazers with you guys. Man, it's good, wow. to, have, it's good to have us all back together. It definitely feels like it's been a few weeks. Well, yeah. it has been a few. That's exactly. why it feels this like This time that. it feels like it. See, remember I make my Rip It championships count. We're going to get to Rip It at the end, but, like, I won the last one, so I've had the title for, like, three weeks. I really make them count when I win them, man. Yeah, I'm glad 2019 is over oh. for, that only, for that reason only. Oh, my gosh, 2020 is about to be even better. <laughs> All right, guys, you know the drill. There's three of us, so there's three questions. There's three answers. You can find those on KGW.com. So we'll dive right into it yeah. with question number one. Is it more than just injuries? Portland is hurting, no doubt, with Nurk, Zach, Hood, Scal. But is there more to the team's poor performance this season than just injuries, Jared? Speaking of injuries, uh, this is not Blazers related, but I just got a <laughs> Ooh. alert. Oh, 2020, baby. <laughs> well, Embiid has a torn ligament in his left hand. Ooh. Oh, that's, that's too bad for the 76ers. Sorry, 76ers. That's yeah. not good. Anyway, speaking of injuries, uh, that is still, no doubt, the main reason for the Blazers' struggles this season. Imagine if this Portland team was healthy, completely healthy. You'd have a starting lineup of Dame, CJ, Rodney Hood, Zach Collins, and Yusuf Nurkic. And you'd have Hassan Whiteside, Carmelo Anthony, Kent Bazemore, and Anthony, Anthony Simons as the main reserves. And Scalabissier would be in there, too. Right, yeah, if, if he went 10 deep. That's a really good team. I don't think they'd be at the top of the West with the Lakers and the when they're at full-strength Clippers, but I think they'd be right there in the mix with the other teams below those two, the Nuggets, the Rockets, the Clippers, the Jazz, and the Mavericks. So for me, injuries are, without a doubt, reasons number one, two, and three why the Blazers are struggling this year, but something else is off. Okay. Mm. He's going to go there. Let's hear what you have to say. Earlier in December... The Blazers were doing that thing that we talked about on the podcast. They were, they were losing to the good teams and beating the bad teams. Yeah, yes. I remember and those And that days. made sense with their injuries. Mm -hmm. They weren't good enough. They were too – they didn't have enough depth. They were just too decimated by injuries to beat the good teams. They couldn't compete with them. But they had Dame. They had CJ. They had, you know, two serviceable starters in Whiteside and, and Carmelo. They had enough talent to be beating the bad teams. But now – that's changed, and I, I don't really understand why. I mean, you look at Lillard, he's a top 10 player. McCollum is a top 30 player. A team with that level of talent, even if you don't have a legitimate fifth starter, which they don't, 
even if you don't have any depth, which they don't, they shouldn't be losing games at home to the Pelicans and Suns, and they shouldn't be losing by 24 points to the Knicks. Oh, so you do remember that. Mm. Oh, I do now. <laughs> Worst loss of the season by far. A team with Lillard and McCollum should be able to separate themselves from the lower rungs of the Western Conference, and somehow they've been unable to do that. So, yes, the injuries are – they have had a sizable impact on what the team has been able to do this season, but I can't give them a complete pass because a team with Dame and CJ should be better than what this team is showing right now. I really wanted to go where Jared just went. That, you know, if you look at who the Blazers are competing against currently for the final playoff spot in the West, which is just insane that they're even still in the hunt for a playoff spot. But the Spurs, the Grizzlies, the Kings, the Timberwolves, and the Suns, none of those teams have two players like the Blazers do and Dame and CJ. So just from that perspective, the Blazers should be shouldn't be in the same playing field with these teams. They should be ahead of them. The Blazers should be better than these teams. But they aren't. And the biggest reasons, as you mentioned, are injuries. And the biggest flaws, I think, with this team are defensively they're awful. And there's been really underachieving from role players. They're not getting the kind of production they were hoping to get from role players. But for me, the root of those issues still stems back to injuries. So let's talk about the defense. We don't have Yusuf Nurkic, Zach Collins, and Rodney Hood. They, those may be the Blazers' three best defensive players, yeah. and they don't have them right now. Yeah. So it's not surprising that they're a bottom 10 defensive team and show no signs of improvement whatsoever. So to me, that issue, once again, roots back to injuries. Now let's talk about underachievement of role players. You know, Whiteside isn't making winning plays, and – Kent Basemore is not a true 3 and D. Hasn't been the player we thought he'd be when he comes to Portland. Anthony Simons, as kind of expected, is inconsistent in terms of his scoring production, but it is his first full year playing in the NBA. And while those are issues, they wouldn't be near as glaring or as magnified as they are right now if the Blazers were healthy because of the fact that they wouldn't be asked to do as much as they're currently being asked. And so while I see Jared's point, and I really did – want to go there because I think it's totally fair to ask this question. There isn't a wrong or a right answer to this, but for me, I couldn't, I couldn't say that there is something more going on just because when I kept thinking about what is wrong with this team, it's still always rooted back to the injuries that they have. And I don't know if, you know, we, we can pinpoint what else might be going on. Yeah. It might just be that this team doesn't have the chemistry that – the teams of the past had because the, they brought those teams back every year. And this is a bunch of new players, and so it might be something as simple as that. But for me, the difference is that if they were healthy, they'd be one of the better teams in the West, and they should not be this bad even with those injuries. They yeah. should be better than the teams that you mentioned. I do think it's that it's that simple, you know. And when things go wrong and you see bad things, you you want to overthink it. You really want to dive in and say, oh got to be coaching oh it's got to be the bench it's or, not coaching. Oh, yeah you know it, it's it's a it's a a lot of things that you can point to and, and you can split hairs on stuff but i think this is a a really simple topic and sometimes we don't want to make it that simple yeah. and these injuries affect everything that they do uh you've got guys that are having to play out of position i, I know i mentioned this uh the other day, but I, I just kind of laughed when I saw Kent Bazemore having to guard LeBron. Like, yeah, that was yeah. his assignment. I said, how are you going to win a game like that? Yeah, and that's yeah. just because they have to. So, yeah, you're not getting the production you thought you were going to get out of guys. Um, you know, Olshay took some chances on, on guys like uh, Al Gazal, Mario Hazania, like guys that they thought, you know what, there's, there's probably something left in the tank there that we can explore. Maybe a change of scenery will we'll have them playing better. Uh, in, inserting Tolliver into the starting lineup, maybe that's that'll help this team. Kent like, Bazemore, even even Kent Bazemore. I mean, we were I, I was high on. We Bazemore. both were. I, I thought, you know what, he would contend for the starting role outright, and yeah. not just by default. Mm -hmm. um, so these guys haven't played well, and this hasn't necessarily been Stotts' best year in terms of rotations and um, coaching decisions. But it's not like that is. The, the reason. Yeah, yeah it's like, not you're his not, fault. You're either. not losing. It's because of the injuries, yeah. Right. You're not going to lose those games outright. And I'm okay with the discussion because of those losses. They're yeah. still inexcusable. Yeah. I, I mean, there's there's no reason why they're losing to the Knicks, why they're getting smashed by the Knicks like that, other than 
the turnip was real on New Year's Eve. If it had <laughs> losses, yeah. That is that why you were sick on New Year's Day, Jared? We didn't even get to the root of that. Is that why you were sick? Oh, man, I, I got a family. Why? <laughs> what, what does that mean? <laughs> Explain. You're not going to catch Jared at the club? Partying on New Year's Eve when I've got five kids at home. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, th th they've got to win those games. And and we've, we've talked about that since the injuries started mounting was, all right, just stay afloat, take care of those mm -hmm. games. And then when – Yusuf Nurkic comes back or, or, you know, the recent news that the potential of Zach Collins coming back. Like, weather the storm and you'll be all right. And that still should be the mentality because of the be. fact that they are still at the eighth playoff right, hunt, 8th right. seed playoff hunt. Like right, that's, that's the wild thing about this is they've been so bad, yet it's still there. And, yeah. I mean, Damian Lillard even referenced this as we're still in the hunt. We just we have well, to they, stay even kill about it. And it's, it's true. I mean, yeah. you look at the record and how bad it is, but. What are they, a game back? There. One game back, yeah, yeah. the Spurs. I don't know. I mean, it does come down to those losses. Like before, yes. before they lost to the Pelicans and the Suns and the Knicks, I felt like this team was doing exactly what you'd expect a team to do in this situation. But then those losses, they're they're inexplicable. But like it, they shouldn't happen. But they were happening. Maybe one of them, right, but not yeah. all three of them. But right. but I'll, let me go back to this because they were happening at the beginning of the year before yeah. the Blazers got that starting five of Whiteside, Mello, Hood. CJ and Dame. And what were they able to do once those five were clicking together? They were able just to overwhelm the bad teams offensively. Yeah. And we talked about this when Rodney Hood got hurt. What would be the impact? Mm -hmm. And I know my take was they're going to go back to the team that they were the first month of the season where there are no more automatic wins. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what they've become because they can't they're not good enough offensively right now to overwhelm teams. They're good enough offensively that if they're making shots, they can win some games against these bad teams. But if the shots aren't falling, they're not going to play any defense. They're going to have a hard time winning games even against bad teams. I think that's why I was so forgiving with the defense and the rebounding because I thought, okay, like we know they're going to struggle without Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins. But offensively, like – that's been the bread and butter. Yeah. I mean, even last year, the offense was so good that it helped make up for an average defense, and they turned into an elite team. Yeah. It's yeah. just right now they're an average offense, maybe slightly above average offense, mm -hmm. but not much, and they're a, a very poor defense, to put it lightly. And you're not going to win many games even against bad teams doing that. All right, guys, you want to keep this going? Yes, let's get to the fun stuff, man. Yes. I don't want – Enough of this uh, downer talk. Doom and gloom. All right, number two. This is 2020, guys. Yeah, it's trade deadline season. Oh, you know what, what season it is. Holy In dirt. addition to hoodie season, it's trade <laughs> deadline season. <laughs> well, as you mentioned, we are less than a month away from the trade deadline. We touched on this in the last pod, but let's make it a question this time. Jared is all in on this. Do you think the Blazers will make a move for a top-of-the-line forward, you know, like Kevin Love, or – does the organization settle for role players to better fill the roster? Oh, man, this question. So you remember this from the last podcast, right, Orlando? Yeah, uh, man. I believe it was uh, Kimmy, I could be wrong, was the one who had asked the question, the viewer question about the god-awful bench. That was the, <laughs> that was the base <laughs> of how yeah. we got to this topic. We were so and triggered. somehow it swung into a what if the Blazers just settle for trading for role players conversation. And now that we're – getting close to the trade deadline, and we're seeing what the trade landscape is looking like, it's fair to make this a question. And once again, my blood is boiling, mm. boys. I, the, Blazers, <laughs> the Blazers need to push all their chips in at the trade deadline. They need to because they're not going to have any opportunity in free agency or through the NBA draft to potentially get a star caliber forward. And the market seems to be even more limited now yeah. than it has ever felt all year. And so with that said, I think the Blazers should make the move, even if it is someone like Kevin Love, because I think he gives you the best chance to win or at least compete to win the Western Conference over the next two years, adding him to the roster. Or a high, if someone else like him becomes available, then go out and get them. You need to go and make that move. But as we get closer to this, I keep feeling like it's not going to happen. <laughs> like... My confidence is dwindling in that scenario, and it's just – it feels like this is setting up for disappointment, right, for Blazers fans? Like, Neil O'Shea, yes, they'll get rid of Whiteside. Yes, they'll get rid of Baysmore. But compared to what our hopes were at the beginning of the year, you know, it's going to be dimes on the dollar in terms of the return that they get. And so 
I, I, I think it's going to be that. I think we're going to settle for some role players uh, to try to help fill out the roster, move ahead, and we're going to be back into a situation. I mean, they just had a team full of a bunch of really good role players. And guess what? It wasn't good enough. We just had that team. And I feel like they're just kind of going to circle the wagon again. And, yes, we'll have Nurkic instead of Ennis Kanter starting at center during a potential postseason run in the future. But to me, a, a bunch of role guys with Dame, CJ, and Nurk is not going to be good enough to beat a LeBron AD-led Lakers team or a Kawhi Paul George Clippers team, which is what the Blazers seem to face in the upcoming years. But I think that's the direction we're going, unfortunately, and I'm not happy. Ooh. Not happy. I, th I, I guess we brought it back down. It's supposed to be upbeat, <laughs> but, but this is probably the most down we've been the entire podcast. Well, I agree with Nate that this is a moment for Portland's front office. This is what they've been building towards. They have these big expiring contracts. They have all of their first-round picks going forward. They have some interesting young players they can throw into trades. This is the time where they should be trying to add one more star to the roster for Dame's prime. Yes. You know, this is the moment. So I think that they're more likely to make a big move at the deadline than they are to make a trade for role players. Okay. Because I think if they strike out, if they try to make a big move and they strike out, then I think they'll roll with Whiteside and oh Bazemore and let them go at the end of the oh season. Oh, my gosh. And then they'd have some cap space to work with in the offseason. Oh, that might not be what you want to hear, <laughs> oh my but God. I don't think that in I don't think they're going to go trade. For one thing, it's really hard to make a trade for role players with contracts that big. Yeah, I mean, Whiteside makes That's twenty-seven true. million. Yeah, how many role players are you going to have to throw into that trade to make the the salaries yeah. salaries work? So, I don't know why. I totally get your trepidation about what this whole. I want to vomit in a garbage can right now. I. I still think that the Blazers, <laughs> please don't, will ultimately be the team that trades for Kevin Love. They reportedly tried to trade for him a summer ago. Yeah. They, he is reportedly interested in playing for them. There's some smoke there. But there's also a little bit of smoke, and I've, I don't know. I mean, this is a kooky conspiracy theory. But I've seen two articles in the past week from NBC Sports Northwest, Dwight James and Jamie Hudson, who are the closest to the team and the closest to Neil Shea. Outside of Casey Holtall. Yeah. Kind of pushing down the Kevin Love stuff, saying Kevin Love isn't actually interested in coming here. Kevin Love would get in the way of the development of Zach Collins. And those things sound to me like that might be Neil O'Shea whispering in the team media's ears Let's put this down for a little bit because the fans really want Kevin Love and let's try to lessen the blow before the deadline gets here and there's no Kevin Love on Portland's roster. And while we're venturing down this conspiracy theory here. And it's a huge here, conspiracy yeah. theory. Yeah, while we're venturing down it, let me add one more to the list. This goes along with the keeping Hassan Whiteside for the whole season idea. I mean, there was an article yesterday about comparing Hassan Whiteside's stats <laughs> with Andre Drummond's and Rudy Gobert's saying Whiteside's not as bad as the rap he's getting from Blazers fans. And that would, if we're going to go down this conspiracy wormhole, that fits right in with that idea too. But I, oh my gosh. And Could the only reason I'm putting that smoke in there is because they're really, I mean, all the smoke you've heard, we do have the report from Mike Richmond, who is a good, legitimate reporter, that the Blazers tried to trade for Kevin Love one summer ago. Yeah. Okay, but everything we've had since then, it's one report by Kevin O'Connor that Kevin Love is interested in being traded to the Blazers. And in that same report, he said the Blazers were interested in a different player, but didn't say they were interested in Kevin Love. Right. We have no s smoke saying that the Blazers are interested in Kevin Love. Yeah. All we have is media speculation. So while I think it kind of makes sense that they would trade for someone like Kevin Love, looking at what is out there on the market right now, what they have to trade, I, I don't know. I, I could still see it happening, but I, I, I don't know if it will. So if they don't trade for Love, what are their, like, top-of-the-line forwards are actually out there on the market? Yeah. I mean, you're looking at Robert Covington and Danilo Gallinari. I think that's about it. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge, if he becomes available, no. he's a center. Yeah. He doesn't play power forward anymore. Yeah. And so if Danilo Gallinari is uh, – he's a big risk because he could leave this summer as an unrestricted free agent. So do you give up – a first-round pick 
for a guy who might leave in a, a couple months? It seems yeah. unlikely to me. I, I don't think they would, but at this point, honestly, like from a long-term organizational standpoint, yeah, you don't do that. But from a short-term <laughs> standpoint where you're trying to win a championship, that first-round pick's not going to help you win this championship. Yeah, but you're not going to win a championship this year. No, but that first-round pick's not going to help you win a championship in either of the next two seasons either. And so Danilo Gallinari— so you take the chance yeah, that maybe if, you could re-sign Gallinari. Yeah, if we're going to actually go all in here— and not play this game of trying to have our cake and eat it too, which is what the Blazers are trying to do. You go and make that move. Yeah, I mean, sure. If, if you if, if you even can, move, like I'd I mean, Gallinari's asking price right. is probably going higher because the Thunder are actually good. And is he even mm-hmm. on the the market? Yeah, exactly. Because the Thunder are a lot better than you expected. The same thing with Covington. I don't even know if he's available. Yeah. I mean, there have been reports that he is available, but you never know. And if he is, he's going to be a really hot commodity. He is a legitimate 3 and D player. He's only 29 years old. He has a good contract. But for some if reason, everyone available. wants to trade him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's an interesting point. And he has had some injury concerns. Yeah. But I think if he's put on the market, it's going to generate a bidding war. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I think if the Blazers came to the Timberwolves and were like, we've got Hassan Whiteside, we've got some draft compensation, and we'll take back Gorgie Dang because they want off that contract then maybe something like that could happen. But I don't know. I don't know where the Blazers are. I don't know where Neil Shea yeah. is with this. I don't know where Jody Allen is with this right now. Yeah. I'm glad you bring that up because that was one of the things that I, I wanted to put in my answer uh, on KGW.com was that the Blazers are pretty quiet when it mm. comes to making moves. Oh, yeah. Not a lot of stuff leaks out. No. No, so nothing. just because somebody throws out a Kevin Love report or you know yeah. interest or whatever – like, that doesn't mean that he's the only guy that's out there mm-hmm. that the Blazers are trying to field. Yeah. So if there is one, like, positive silver lining in in them trying to make a splash and go all in on a guy, it might be a guy that none of us are even talking and about. And that's really. very possible. I'm, sh- I'm, I'm not saying Neil Olshay is not going to take his shots at trying to right. do what I think they should do and land this star caliber forward. I'm sure he's calling every team in the league to figure out who is available and what the Blazers could, how the Blazers could possibly make a deal with them, because because he knows what we know. Neil Olshay's not dumb. Right. He knows what we know. They need another really good forward on this roster. Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, Neil Olshay's burner is, is sending in questions for, for <laughs> this as well, uh, for the podcast. But yeah, I I, I do. I, I I wonder. Yeah. Uh, what else could be out there? But all the frustration we had in that topic that was brought up last podcast was on that this could be an old Shea move because we've yeah. seen it before. We've seen what the Portland Trail Blazers do. Yeah. It's like, you know what? We could just hit the uh, bargain, you know, rack yeah. and, and bring in three guys. Yeah. You know? It worked one year. It didn't work this year. Yep. It's great culture here. We can shape yeah. them into that. We'll bring out the best in these guys. Like, that's, I think, the greatest fear in all of that, that – all of these moves lead up to this one opportunity like, to bring in an all-star caliber player. Yeah. Because you're not getting him through free agency, and the time is ticking yeah. via draft. Yeah. Like, Dame's prime window, they're on the clock for yeah. And so that's why that doesn't make sense, and this is their opportunity to swing for the fences. And this is their opportunity to remedy the summer of 2016. Yeah. This is their opportunity to do that because all those bad contracts they handed out that year are now in the form of Hassan Whiteside and Kent Bazemore's yeah, yeah. expiring contracts. And so this is your opportunity to some – like Neil Olshay has been fortunate enough to have his job four years after that summer that the Blazers have had the success that they've had. It shows maybe it wasn't as bad as we thought, but it also still wasn't that great of a summer. And this is the opportunity everyone's been waiting for. These four years of the Maurice Harkless, Myers Leonard, Evan Turner contracts to all come off the books, waiting for this moment. And if it ends up being a dud, could you go to Jared's point? Orlando, how would you feel if the Blazers finished the season with Hassan Whiteside and Kent Bazemore on the roster? A huge opportunity loss. Wasted. A huge opportunity. And that's nothing. And I don't even think Whiteside has been the problem. Like I'm not on the anti-Whiteside, but oh, really? You guys think Whiteside is the problem? Well, I no, think he's not I think the problem. He's part of the problem. He's part of the you problem. You guys didn't even mention him in question number one, then. Well, yeah, because the injuries, like, right. yeah. like but you what? could have taken a shot at Whiteside. No, we didn't. Like he is but like. Th- that's not even my my concern. It's just yeah. that, like, you have the opportunity now to go after the player that will not come to Portland. 
Yes. You can okay, that's that fair. Hand. Yes. You can bring them to Portland. Yes. Now you're now you're talking music here. And that's what will be the most frustrating part for me. Yeah. Because they've had success in bringing in guys that are pretty good that yeah. fit in well, that do well under under the culture of the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. But every summer that you've missed, that a, a player has ignored you and said you didn't want to come here. And now you have that chance yes. in the form of Hassan Whiteside and Kent Bazemore and all that money. My question is, does this trade market have the kind of player that that's a great question that we're actually looking for in no. this whole discussion? And is Kevin Love really that player? I mean, Kevin Love has a I think lot we of answered, check marks. Yeah, I think we answered that a month ago. a lot of question marks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we answered that a month ago when we said, no, he's not the ideal fit. But we also said if he's the best one still left come February 6th, you go and do it. Oh. Man. It's oh, mm. it, the next month is just going to be so <laughs> so frustrating. I, I'm mentally, glad you brought man. this up, but then it, it just brings all that energy back. It, it does. We had, uh, it, well, it doesn't help that it doesn't help that the team's no good. Like if the team was right. good, we wouldn't be focusing on this as much. But the team is not good. They're not fun to watch right now. We're basically waiting for Yusuf Nurkic to get exactly. back. And so what else? What, there, there what two, else is the buzz there, around the team? It's trades and Yusuf Nurkic, and yep. that's it. Those two things right now. So on that note, yeah. we are so excited about the next games coming up for the Portland Trail. <laughs> oh, Rangers. yes. Then we're going to continue to predict how the outcome of those games will go. I, I think they're going to go well, guys. <laughs> so here we I go. I see a turnaround after the Toronto win. <laughs> the Blazers play four games between now and our next podcast. They finish their five-game road trip tonight at the Minnesota Timberwolves. They have home games Saturday against the Bucks and Monday against the Hornets. Then they begin a three-game road trip Wednesday in Houston. So which games do the Blazers win and which games do they lose? Well, let's set the table here. The season predictions record, man, I don't like reading these right now. <laughs> uh, Orlando, you are you are leading the way, my man. 24-11. and 11. Yeah, man. Look at that. That's pretty uh, good. City would love to have that record. Man, 24-11. Right and 11. That's pretty good. Jared's two games back in second place at 22-13. and 13. One good week, he's, he's in first place. And uh, and I'm a little bit – I'm only one game back of Jared, but three games back of you. I am 21-14, and 14, mainly because I'm the only one who takes risks in <laughs> trying to figure out which bad teams the Blazers are going to lose to. <laughs> and I and I happen to pick the wrong bad teams, but well that's that's the reason why I'm down there. But I got to make up some ground here, uh, so I guess I'll start. Why not? Yeah, um, you're on a, you're on a so, tear right now. So I thought we came right before we recorded this. Jared told me he thought I would go a little riskier on my picks, which I thought I kind of did. I just I assumed Jared was going to go two and two, <laughs> have some sort of optimism, but apparently not. Is that right? Because I, oh, I picked oh, him to go one and three, and he okay. didn't think that was surprising. So uh, <laughs> okay. not to totally give away Jared's picks here. but uh, well, Based on, on the way you've been picking, that's not surprising. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to say the Blazers go one and three, uh, contemplated 0 oh and four. Uh, but let's say they go one and three. The Timberwolves beat them in Minnesota. They almost beat them in Portland, even without Carl Anthony Towns. So they'll beat them in Minnesota. Uh, the Bucks and Rockets, yeah, no thank you. And let's say they, they get a win against the Hornets at home. If that game was in Charlotte, I would definitely take Charlotte. But it's in Portland, so let's uh, let's say they get a win over the Hornets. Uh, I'm on the same, same wavelength as Nate. I mean, I usually have been the voice of optimism on this podcast. But you I'm, have, man. I'm just not there right now. Oh, no. How much cherry pie did you eat over our three-week <laughs> hiatus? None. None. None? Oh, you need some cherry pie. There is no cherry pie. How many episodes so of The Office? Uh, far too many. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're playing two good teams, the Bucks and the Rockets. They're going to lose to those two teams. They're two, playing two bad teams, the Timberwolves and the Hornets. Uh, Minnesota, they lost 12 in a row a while back. Since then, they've won four of seven. Their defense without Carl Anthony Towns is surprisingly very good, mm. which I don't understand exactly why. I mean, I know Towns is not a good defensive player, but it shouldn't be as good as it is. So I think Portland's going to – struggle on the road and lose that one. And then the Hornets, they're playing the second of a back-to-back in Portland, so I'm going to give the Blazers the win. Uh, same as Nate, one and three. guess I'll be the reason of optimism. Oh, all right. Yeah. So we have an opportunity to gain a game you know, on you. I, I saying, or maybe two or three. Did you go four and oh, my friend? Oh, I'm not that greedy, man. <laughs> no. But I but I also thought, you know, let's take some risks this week. Yeah. You know, let's, 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 let's pick an extra win well, against I, a bad team. I, shall I, we? I, I think uh, – <laughs> 
I, I thank you for letting us try to gain a game on you here. And that was actually my thinking, too. I said, you know what? I've got a couple of games to blow yeah. to, to even this thing up. So, so, so they might as well beat the Timberwolves so then, right? So we're going to watch tonight and, and, and see how the uh, the Blazers parlay uh, their big win in Toronto into another win tonight in Minnesota, and they yeah. cap off this five-game uh, road trip with a couple of wins, you know, and, and all, all all will be well until they, until until Giannis comes to, <laughs> to, to to the Moda, until Giannis shows up. You so know, if they do that and they oh. finish this road trip three and two, oh my god, I give them credit for that. Yeah, that's yeah. a good road trip. It, it is, man. I, I agree. Oh my gosh. It'll be a good road trip. You know, we'll forget all about New York. I, I mean, I guess three. I guess three and two is a good road trip. But do, would you feel like even if they win tonight, like and they do go three and two, do you feel good about that road trip? I'd feel yeah about the road trip, yeah. What? I wouldn't then think they're going to go beat the Bucks. Well, no. I I definitely give them credit for a three and two road trip when they oh just finished losing five in a row. Yep. Yep. So it's going to be a good uh, week, including man. terrible losses that we already talked about. Yeah. <laughs> See. You just got to lower expectations. <laughs> I, yeah. But you know, the standards congrats, have now we, changed. All right, we went three games out of a terrible loss. Way to go, guys. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, my gosh. Do we have any other questions? So, so yeah, so they beat the Hornets. Yeah. Two type of week. Okay. You guys ready for some listener questions? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yes, Maybe please. they can make us feel better. Yeah, <laughs> some, yeah. Somebody. Some positivity here. <laughs> You've got mail. Well, we got a few questions. Uh, before I get into those, Jared, how can people email us and, and submit their questions? Yes, please. Uh, whenever you're thinking of a question that you want us to talk about on the podcast, you can uh, reach out to any of us on Twitter and put that question out anytime you want. We'll find it. We'll store it away. We also usually, the day of the podcast or the day before the podcast, we'll put out a tweet asking for questions. So look for those. Uh, you can find me at Jared Cowley. Orlando KGW. And hands underscore KGW. And I am Max N. Barr. And Twitter. we also have an email if you want to send your questions that way. 3on3blazers at gmail.com. Not Hotmail. Gmail. Gmail. <laughs> We're cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into I these. I don't know if that makes us cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pretend it does. I think I know how you guys are leaning on this first question from Firing Range. Okay. Should the Blazers buy or sell at the deadline? Buy. I mean, that we just got mad about them settling. So, yeah, buy, 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 buy. Yeah. It's all about next two, three years. Yep. You want to add talent. I don't even know really what selling would mean for this Blazers team. I mean, that's, I, that's a good question. I mean. Would CJ be a sell? Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, it depends on what you're getting back. Mm-hmm. CJ would definitely, like, you're right, like a it's never going to happen anyways. But hypothetically, if they did trade CJ, then yeah, it could potentially be for roster building and for the next couple of years to build a more solid all-around team. But that move would be viewed as a sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. They're, they're buyers right now. Uh, that window is open. Yes. The clock is ticking for Damian Lillard's prime. Got to get it done now. Even though the team is bad this season, mm-hmm. they still project to be a, a good team next season. Also. Like the Warriors. Yep. Yep. All right, Joe Vernon, also known as uh, at Blonde Jovi. At Blonde Jovi. <laughs> brilliant, man. That's, that's Joe wants to know enjoyed that. if a move happens, when is it going to happen? At the deadline. Yeah, I that's think it's going to go right up to happen, it. Yeah. yeah. Especially because right now, like, they're, like, how many teams are, like, truly out of it yeah. right now? Because both the West and the East, the, the eight seeds are below 500, and the West are well below 500. And so, like, if you're Minnesota – and like Jared brought up with Robert Covington, like, what, is Minnesota only a game and a half, two games out right now, yeah. that eighth playoff scene, they haven't had Carl Anthony Towns for a month? Yep. Like, they're probably thinking to themselves, let's get Carl Anthony Towns healthy, and we'll, we're going to be right in that mix. You know, for a franchise who's only been in the playoffs, like, once in the last decade, like, that matters. And so there are some teams like that in Phoenix, if they make the playoffs, that's a big deal for them. Grand Blazers probably wouldn't want to trade for anyone on Phoenix anyways. <laughs> but, you know, teams like that – they have a chance still to make the playoffs, and so give it another couple weeks and see where the team stand then. The Kevin Love trade right now, I mean, his trade value right now yeah. is as low as it's ever been. And they still haven't made the move. And so I think they'll wait up until the deadline to see if offers that they are getting, I presume, get better you know, and, and take it up to the end. Yeah, it's going to be a, a waiting game. I feel yeah. that way too. February 6th, just mark it on your calendar. I think it's a 3 o'clock Eastern. Yeah. Time, I'm, so I'm it's, it's going to go down what, that morning or the day before. What day of the week is February 6th? Do we know? 
to see if I check. Oh, it's a Thursday. That's good for us. Yeah, that's there great. we go. I'm bringing cherry pie to that podcast, <laughs> just so, just so we're all set up and ready to go for when Hassan Whiteside is still on the roster. That's going to oh, be a man. fun after the podcast. trade deadline. All right, last question here. This one came in um, before the new year from friend of the podcast, and as I've recently learned, friend to many other Portland Trailblazers <laughs> podcasts, uh, Matthew Reverend Romulus. You seem to take offense to that. Well, I thought Max. we were Matthew's only one. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were the number one. Matthew, what happened? <laughs> thought you were the Bay, huh? I thought so. All right, the question here. Christmas has passed. The new year is now here. Blazers ended the year under 500. I have no idea what to expect now. So I want to hear your bold takes for the rest of the year. I'm especially looking at you, Nate. Wow. <laughs> That's what wow. Matthew Pressure's wants on. To Pressure know. is on. So my bold take isn't for the rest of this year because I, uh, I obviously didn't read it close enough. I was just thinking the Blazers in general. But next season, the 2020-2021 season, will be C.J. McCollum's last with the Portland Trail Blazers. That is my... Bold take. That's bold. My bold take is actually somewhat similar. Okay. Um, and I also I went with this uh, uh, within the next year, not with necessarily by the end of this season. Uh, my hot take here, my bold take, is that this off season, the Blazers will trade C.J. McCollum to the Philadelphia 76ers Oh, even for Ben Simmons. Wow, we're back on that train. I believe this was a hypothetical in, like, our very first podcast, like, three years ago. Like, there was a discussion of would you rather have Ben Simmons or CJ McCall. Yeah, man. That 100% happened. And I remember I said back then, Ben Simmons. That was your boy, man. That's your yeah, boy. Yeah, I, I mean, for the – for the Blazers, yeah, I probably would rather have Ben Simmons than CJ McCollum on this Blazers team. But wow, Jared, that the you had a whole. Sixers, they need. I mean, they're they are locked in. They need to, spacing. Yeah, they need spacing. They need someone who can shoot the ball, and that's not Simmons' forte. And so, wow, that's even hotter than my take. You're not even giving him 2020, 2021. I just think that, yeah, I, that's my, that's my hot take, and wow. a hot take is something where you really go out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Man, I thought my take was hot, uh, picking them to beat <laughs> could, the Timberwolves. Could you? Ma- <laughs> <laughs> That's your hot take. That's your hot. That is that is pretty fire right there. Uh, I think they'll play a game tonight. <laughs> I also thought of making my my hot take. Um, Hassan Whiteside remains with the Blazers, but I didn't want to trigger oh. Nate too much again. I mean, we saw what happened there. Well, apparently, our, I I didn't, I obviously can't see my face. I can see Jared's face when you brought up the Hassan. Like Hassan Whiteside's not the problem. I can see Jared's made a face. I and felt then, so much. St- Steam in this room. I was like, ooh, like, triggered. Like the second you said it, like, like all of our – and Max is the one who's probably the least – like <laughs> probably doesn't like his son Whiteside the most of anyone on this pod. So for fun – I don't I, I don't dislike Hassan Whiteside. I just no. am I'm, – I'm past the box score. The box score to me doesn't matter anymore. He has good box score numbers because he has a lot of talent. That does not mean he is a good basketball player. I saw him have like a 2020 game against the Knicks, and I also saw Mitchell Robinson not miss a shot against him all night off the bench. So, yeah, that that was kind of my uh, the you know, straw that broke the camel's back for me. But what about all those rebounds? Well, that's great. He, Mitchell Robinson still dropped 20 on him <laughs> on like eight shots. So my <laughs> take for this will be that the Blazers win a – season around. Oh, there you don't you believe this. You don't even remotely believe this. And they earned the sixth seed. Wow. Wow, the sixth The six. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> holy. What would they even have How to play? How far they're back 16, the seed are they right they're, now? They're 16 and 22 right now. And I imagine the 60, because that's the Jazz still, yep. right? And they've been uh, playing really good. Yeah, and the Mavericks are kind of slowly creeping down to the six. Uh, all right. So that's going to take what? 48 wins to get to the 6th seed probably around there. They are uh, nine and a half games behind Oh wait, no. The the Jazz have moved up to 5th. So Dallas is now Uh-oh. in 6th. So they are seven and a half behind the Dallas Mavericks. The, the struggling Matt. So Orlando saying the Mavericks are going down. Luca Fever is it's, over yeah. and it's Dame time and Nurk Fever. Oh dude, yep. it's Nurk Fever Nurk 2.0. Uh Zach Collins is is going to come yep. back and he's going to be that Defensive presence that the Blazers have yearned for. Yeah. It's it's over, man. One thing I think is interesting about our bold takes is that uh, Jared and I both went the CJ route. Yeah, I know. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that means. 
but it means you guys both hate CJ. Yes, I think that's exactly <laughs> what it means. Even though I said he and Dame are the best backcourt three weeks ago, or whenever we had that conversation. I think it's just if you're looking for a bold take, it's yeah. got to be something that far out there and real somewhat yeah, yeah. with the possibility like, of, of reality like a couple of weeks ago you could have gotten me to say zach collins will not be on the blazers next season but based on the talk i, I have a harder time believing that could even remotely be the case you know it seems like they're pretty set that he's going to be here next year and would take a lot to get rid of him so yeah went cj Great question, Matthew. Yes, as always. Keep them coming. Keep them yeah. coming. To all those podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Max is triggered. Speaking of triggered over here. Speaking I just, of, speaking I of just don't know how he listens to that many podcasts. <laughs> Good like I for said, him, I've man. heard him ask questions to like all the different Blazers podcasts out there. But then I was listening to John Hollinger and Nate Duncan's podcast, which is just a normal NBA podcast, and I heard – Revan Romulus with the question on that one. He's a big NBA fan, yeah, man. Pretty awesome, man. He gets around. It shows Respect. you that yeah. dedication too. Yeah, there are, yeah. there like, are a lot of us out there that love the NBA, um, so it's dope to to see the uh, the I guess NBA community translate uh, via podcast and, and to yeah. know that there's that much out there. You and know? and in his defense, I mean, we're all looking for answers with the Blazers yeah, right I mean, now, I so mean, might yeah, as well ask everyone. Yeah, we're asking we're asking a lot of questions too, man. Yeah. All right, I kid because I love, you know that, Matthew. So let's get Absolutely. to ripping. Yes. It is great to be back. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to another week of Rip It. Last time we played, Nate Hansen won his second Rip It game of the season. I just uh, I just suddenly reminded my co-hosts of that right now. I thought there was a mistake on the paper or yeah. something. Jared had, Jared had the gall a couple hours ago to ask me who won Rip It last time. <laughs> See, I was, I was just he asked serving me. you. <laughs> A delicious bowl of ice cream so you could see, like, oh, yeah, I won it. And, be a, you know, you love opportunities to brag. That's yeah. all I was giving I, you, Nate. No, no, you were – that was a shot, man. I took I took major offense. Oh, I love it. Well done, Jared. Make no mistake, <laughs> Nate is on top of the leaderboard right yeah, now. That's right. As we open up 2020. Not for long. You, yes. We'll see about that. So before we get to our first game of 20, it's time to recap the Rip It Holiday Spectacular. Yeah, man, there were, oh. some, there were some great names in here. I forgot LeBron's, but it was amazing. <laughs> I think I, I remember. So you want me to Jingle do Jingle Bell again. James. Yeah. Jingle Bell James. That's, That's right. right. I'll never forget that. Did you uh, pencil in my answer to one of the questions that I just made up an answer to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to get to that. Okay, I think cool. it's going to come up, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go back to Blazers versus Pelicans on December 23rd. Oh. This was back when we thought the Blazers were way better than oh, New yeah. Orleans. Right. Now the Pelicans are only like two games back of them. Mm. The question for this game was, who will have more assists? Damian Silent Night Lillard or Drew <laughs> Happy Holiday? <laughs> <laughs> and all three of you went with Dame Silent Night Lillard, and you were all correct. Yeah. yeah. He had seven assists, Holiday with five. Hitch to the Dame train. That's right. Blazers at ja at the Jazz on the 26th of December. Question here, uh, more blocks. Hassan White Christmas Whiteside <laughs> or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Gobert? <laughs> uh, Jared went with Gobert. Orlando and Nate went with Whiteside. Whiteside's been... That, that, ended, up be a lot of that ended up being like a low-key, like it was terrible for three quarters. The fourth quarter of that game was really interesting. Whiteside with only one oh. in the game. See, th this is who you're defending oh. here, man? Come on. <laughs> Gobert, also one. Oh, oh yeah. it's a push. <laughs> That's the most Hassan Whiteside thing ever. Just enough. To make you feel kind of all oh, right I thought sometimes. you were going to say it didn't matter. Oh, oh, that's even better. It didn't matter. It's even better. <laughs> all right, so it's a push on that one. Blazers yeah. versus Lakers on the 28th. The question was, which Laker will finish with the most boards? LeBron Jingle Bells James, <laughs> Dwight Ho Ho Howard, or JaVale Santa Baby McGee? Santa Baby. <laughs> and all, this was Jingle all the way. All three of you went with LeBron. Yeah. yeah. And he finished with seven rebounds in the game, which was good enough for second place uh, because Dwight 
Ho Ho Howard grabbed eight. Oh, oh Dwight five. Howard. JaVale, by the way, with four. That was the game Scal got hurt, right? Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. The Suns game on the 30th, the question for this one, most three-pointers, Carmelo Anthony, Dario Saric, or Kelly Oubre? Not oh. C.J. McCollum, which was Orlando's uh, <laughs> <laughs> go-to guy when he yeah. just lost his mind. Go, Shook. Good, Shook. If you didn't good. hear that one, go back and listen. Yeah, to that it's it. it was good. a great moment in Rupert history. Good, good pick on that one, buddy. Yeah. How did he do it? He even had to like he even had to like repeat it, and you said C.J. <laughs> he had to out. say it twice, and you were like C.J. He was on holiday break. Dude, I, I checked he, out. He was bro. Gone. Yeah, you were you didn't you didn't work for like two weeks after that, which <laughs> makes so sense. All right, so so. Orlando, you your second pick was was Mello. You went three to three the dome. Three to the dome, of course. Jared joined you on that one. Nate, you went with Kelly Oubre Jr. I feel good about that. Up the Blazers, yeah. making seven out of ten. Ooh, 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 that's two, baby. Anthony and Saric both went zero for two. So uh, this was Oubre all the way. Kisses right to everyone. Those Converse he's that's rocking right. are just fire. That Last question. By the way, I have two, and they have one each, right, right, at this point in the game. That's where we're at. Blazers. Oh. All we can do is tie. Or you oh, I could, I could get up to three. Oh, no. Oh, man. no. That might be insurmountable. This Blazers oh. at the Knicks on New Year's Day. This is everybody's favorite game, oh. right? <laughs> yeah. The question for this one was more points. Alfred, Elf on the Shelf, Peyton, <laughs> or Kent, Basie, it's cold outside, Baysmore. <laughs> I feel like five could win this. Now, this – was when there was a departure from Baysmore Island. Yes. If you remember. Orlando, you said, I said, are you, go, are you still on the island? And you said, we never left, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Jared immediately jumped ship yeah. <laughs> and went with Elf on the Shelf, <laughs> which was also Nate's choice. Oh, no. Baysmore, nine points in the game. Oh, Peyton with just four. Oh, oh it's man. a tie. Which means Orlando no. has come back. Stay. He's a resident on Baysmore Island. You kept Nate at two. That's well right. Done. He did it. That's oh. right. Baysmore. Well Baysmore Island. again, baby. <laughs> Orlando and Nate tie two out of five. Jared, one, one, out, of one out of five. That's Not bad. One. Jared, that you, I think you went over the week prior. You're on a little bit of cold streak here. <laughs> I just month. hit Nate with that Hassan Whiteside block. On yeah, apparently <laughs> right there. I was, wow. Kyle, was Kyle Lowry going to the rim for the winner, man. He said no to that one. Are you? I have a question for you, Orlando. Yeah, what's that? Are you still on Baysmore Island? How could you not be after yeah, that? Man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he just—if there were—if there were any doubt, he just reaffirmed my beliefs. Like, Prior to 90 I, seconds ago, were you still on Baysmore Island? I'm Before you realized Baysie, it's cold outside was the nickname. I just broke out the folding chair again. Yeah. The umbrella is out, dude. Yeah. A nice beverage in hand. Yeah. I'm living the dream on Baysmore Island. It's uh, just you and Wilson the volleyball on there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into this well, week's game. floating out to sea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We start with Blazers at T-Wolves tonight. Who's going to score more points, Andrew Wiggins or C.J. McCollum? Andrew Wiggins. Nate's going Wiggins. Jared, what I do mean, you say? C.J. Orlando's got to go CJ. Even here, right? though you There's guys traded CJ, yeah, he's still my pick. I say you. I mean, you pick him when he's not an option. You have to oh, pick yeah. him when he actually is an option. Locked and loaded. That's an Didn't Wiggins point. like ball out last time they played? I feel like he dropped a bunch. He's having a pretty good season though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, Blazers versus Bucks. Which team will shoot a better three-point percentage for the game? What do you think, Orlando? These teams are pretty close on the season. I'll stick to to my guns on, on Blazers shooting at home. I'll take the Blazers. All right. Nate? Uh, if it's Blazers, Bucks in any category, I'm taking the Bucks. Yeah. Besides losing. Yeah. That's probably the smart choice. I think yeah. I'm also going to take the Bucks. Well, one thing's for sure. The Bucks shoot a lot more three-pointers. Yes. But the percentages are pretty close. Pat Connaughton's going to drop them. <laughs> Ooh. Not a, bad, not a bad guess there. All right. Blazers versus Hornets. Who's going to get the most rebounds here? Carmelo Anthony, Bismack Biombo, or Hornets rookie P.J. Washington? Oh, man. <laughs> what, what, what's the stat? Rebounds. 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 Oh, man. Start us off, Jared. What, uh, what a trio of names. Mello. All right. Bismack Biombo. That's a good name. 
Yeah. I'll Sounding t- confident there, Nate? I'll, I'll take the Rook. All Washington. Right. There we right. go. PJ. Somebody's getting that answer. Yeah, the rookie. <laughs> All right. Blazers at Rockets. It's going to have like a double-double. <laughs> Over under. 36 and a half points for James Harden in the game. This is exactly the same as before. And he had 36. Did he have 36 or 36? He had 36. He went under. He went under. Who wants to start us off here? I'm I'm going over. All right. Orlando? I'm going against Nate. (laughs) I'm I'm going under. Under. He's not playing because it's going to be a blowout. (laughs) Garbage time. Doesn't doesn't matter. He's sitting out. It's James Harden. That don't happen. I got burned last time by going over. So I'm going to go over again. Yes. <laughs> Good decision. Yeah, some sound logic if stay, I've ever heard stay it. Stay steady, dude. <laughs> stay steady. All right, now the wild card question of the week. We're sticking with the same game. This is a revenge game over under. 17 and a half points for Carmelo Anthony against his former team that just jettisoned him. Is this going to be the first time he plays against the Rockets? I believe wow. it is. Yeah. Man, he has a lot of revenge games, Carmelo. (laughs) It started to add up later in his career. (laughs) 17 and a half. We going over or under? Man, that's tough. I'm going to go over. Orlando? Three to the dome, Orlando. (laughs) Come on. Three to the dome, baby. (laughs) I'm in. He's doing it, Nate. (laughs) I'm also going over. (laughs) Oh, all right. Sweep it. Yeah. I think – yeah, they got to keep it close so Harden can score more than 36 and a <laughs> half. So some, someone has to score. Might as well be mellow. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up another week of Whip, Rip It. We'll find out how you did next week. Wow. Man, I was so close to getting three. Oh, oh my gosh. I would have been unbearable for you guys over the next week if I would taken gone up three to one on you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <sighs> You'll have to wait another week. My it I would have been like watching Hassan Whiteside play basketball by himself. For like a month. That's why you got that that Hassan Whiteside block, man. (laughs) There are times on the podcast when Max kind of like plays us out. And as soon as Nate started talking about his (laughs) rip it record, (laughs) Max was twirling those fingers saying, (laughs) move it along, move it along. We'll try and be better next time. No guarantees. You guys went past the music. <laughs> Sorry. I tried to play it out. I'm not to blame for that. I feel Jared is to blame for that. Are, we, are, we, are you musicking I'm, me again? Is he doing this again? 2020, baby. We out.